growth in dentistry for me um, is, is not just on sing one single bottom line or any particular role. Mm -hmm. um, it's really growth at every level. So if you look at it from um, somebody working at the front desk, somebody that is trying to coordinate operations across, you know, 20 locations, uh, the patient that's sitting in your chair, right? Mm -hmm. It goes on every single level. And when we're focusing on the DSO segment specifically, we got to keep that in mind so that we're allowing for everybody to grow at every single level. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome to Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. I am Katie Polson, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. We're so glad to have you here. Uh, my voice doesn't normally sound like this, uh, but I was, you know, lucky enough to finally have succumbed to COVID, and so I will not make you listen to this um, Phoebe Rassi voice for the entire half an hour. I've got a, a fabulous seven of Steve Jensen is going to take over for me here in a little bit, but I just want to do quick um, updates and a little intro uh, to get us started. Uh, for those of you that are first time listeners, we, we talk about uh, actionable advice in 30 minutes on what you can do uh, to help help your practice. And today we're talking about um, for DSOs, automation and analytics and what's new in, in that space, especially here at Dental Intelligence. And other, other shows, we have some deep dive episodes that you won't want to miss. There's, um, and then also uh, some more information on, on DSOs, if that's, if that's your thing. So um, feel free to go check out the rest of the rest of the show. We've got some great information there for you. If you're a fan of Facebook, please join us there at our Facebook Dental Intelligence Podcast community. We have a lot of like minute data learners that come and learn about automation and, and how to improve your practice. Um, if you're not a current customer of Dental Intelligence and you want to be one, you can go to get.dentalintel.com forward slash podcast to get $50 when, uh, and to, when you complete a demo. So that's a special offer for our listeners and that information will be also in our show notes. And lastly, uh, a fun little offer that we're doing uh, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, those of you that are listeners of podcasts or in dental podcasts, you might be familiar with the conference Voices of Dentistry, uh, Dental Intelligence. We are lucky enough to be one of the sponsors there. And they have given us some free tickets for, for attendees to want to go. So I'm going to give those to the first couple people that email me at kpolsen, P-O-U-L-S-E-N, at dentalintel.com. You can just email me. I'll put that also in the show notes as well. Uh, it's an awesome conference. If you've never been, it's um, unlike any other conference I've really either been to. You can get continuing education. You can have some great kind of connecting opportunities um, and also uh, meet and talk to the people that you possibly listen to a lot on, on a regular basis. So it's a really fun conference. Um, and that, with that being said, I will have Steve take over here and introduce our great guest. All right. We are, uh, like Katie said, I'm taking over today uh, with her sore throat, but excited to spend some time here with uh, Elliot Walker. He is our principal product owner, manager, <laughs> manager. <laughs> I'm still learning uh, product titles. And Elliot has been in the industry for how many years, Elliot? About 15. Yeah, so a long time. He has been around the block and has spent a lot of time in his in his career studying dental practices, understanding everything from operations to insurance, um, and uh, comes to us with, with a lot of experience from, from Henry Schein. So uh, excited to have you. Anything you want to add, Elliot? 
No, just the, I've been working with DSOs for a very long time, and it's something you know something very near and dear to my heart. I love the industry, uh, a lot of energy out there, a lot of you know problems to solve, and that's what I like doing. So mm-hmm. it's great; it works out. And uh, yeah, just super happy to be here. Sweet. Well, today the the focus of today we want to understand more. What is what is Dental Intel's focus on product moving forward? Obviously, we're seeing big trends in the industry uh, towards consolidation. I just read this last week, Dykema uh, posted again the results for this most recent quarter, and those smaller transactions are happening at the same volume. So even as we move into a recession, we're seeing transaction volume consistently happening. Uh, maybe some of like the big monster deals are a little quiet right now, but uh, in the DSO space, con- con- consistently seeing that type of trend. So um, we're curious with, with that trend towards consolidation. We're seeing um, a lot of services become centralized. Um, I've got some questions I'll ask today, and we'll just kind of talk through uh, what we're seeing in the industry and then what we're doing at Dental Intel to help with some of that. So first question, uh, I'll just read it verbatim. What's the job to be done when it comes to automation, analytics, and patient communication when it comes to uh, DSO? Well, it's funny because it's, it's, not, it's not just one job, right? There's mm-hmm. actually, there are actually a yeah, lot of jobs. Yeah, jobs to be done. <laughs> There's so many jobs, especially the DSO level. Uh, you know, it's interesting because with your solo practice, you don't have a lot of the same complexities that you have with a DSO. Um, with a DSO, you have different responsibilities or roles that exist that mm-hmm. don't exist inside the practice. And so like what, have, for example, what exists? Great, great. Yeah, great question. So you're not going to have usually your executives. You're not going to mm-hmm. have your directors, your regional managers, coaches and things like that that are on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you're outsourcing a lot of the, the things that you need to have done, like marketing and things like that. And depending on the size of the DSO, it gets even more fun, right? Because mm-hmm. you have, you know, you mentioned some of that emerging market, you know, where, where that market is going right now. And so with that, you're going to have different situations, even with those. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them might actually start off with a few locations and eventually end up with the director of operations. Um, they get out to 15, 20 locations. It might actually have a COO. Um, getting out to the 25 to 30 might have like a CFO. Mm-hmm. So it, it really depends on the range of DSOs, right? And as the audience can attest to this, it, it really comes down to the more people you have, the more jobs you have to do. And so that's essentially we, where we try and we're really trying to help focus and uh, drill down into what it is that this emerging market is looking for. And that's essentially why, you know, I've come to, to, mm-hmm. to work and uh, to really help the team understand those needs. And we can really uh, figure out the best way forward for all of them um, in, in terms of, you know, the automation, the analytics, and, you know, patient communications, uh, all those things become very important. Mm-hmm. Um, it, back to the jobs for a moment. Uh, if you have, you know, a COO, if you have a, a director of operations or, or whatever department, uh, they're going to be focusing a lot in the data, mm-hmm. right? So you're not yeah, going to have a lot of that in the, in the solo practice. Mm-hmm it's a lot, a lot of times a part-time job for someone. They're wearing several hats. Mm-hmm. And so with that, that person that's going to be sitting and looking through data, they have to have that data concise. Um, they're not only responsible for helping those people in the practices do their thing and shoring up that new central billing office and you know all those things, but they're also having to now report to the owners of the practice. Mm-hmm. And when you get into PE firms, you're gonna have boards. When you get into um, you know your executive suite, you're gonna have to also brief them as well. Mm-hmm. And so needing that data concise and available to you is very important. And so that's that's essentially what we're trying to tackle here with a lot of what we're doing at Dental Intel right now, uh, with with in, ter- in terms of communi- uh, patient communication. It's really important to have standard operating procedures mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Uh, everything from patient acquisition 
uh, from registering patients, getting them scheduled, getting them back in the office. All those things require a lot of coordination. And that's, that is also a huge focus of ours, is helping to make sure that the DSO is operating in a very strong capacity that way, that people aren't you know, doing random things and trying new things and hoping for the best, that there's a little more science to it and a little bit more you know, cut out for the entire organization where mm -hmm. possible. And really enabling every, everybody from that, uh, that director and executive level all the way down to the people working the front lines, getting the patients in the practice and actually getting them treated. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think uh, I'll, I'll like share back what I think I heard. Um, you know, when, when we're looking at this, what I heard from you is as a private practice, you typically have more of like jack of all trades types individuals, you know, like your office managers wearing a lot of different hats or an administrator and everyone's kind of pitching in. But as a, as a group scales, and I think this is probably common with any business, but as a, as a dental group scales, all of a sudden, a lot of jobs become increasingly specialized. So then the solutions, so both the analytics, the automations, and the communication platforms we're providing for each of those roles, all of a sudden becomes more and more specialized to what they're trying to do. So if I'm hearing you right, as we're, as we're watching this trend happening, we're, we're, we're recognizing that about their roles and saying, okay, well... You know, at a private practice, maybe, you know, one of the things I know we're going to talk about has to do with um, the way that we manage our uh, accounts receivable. So, you know, maybe that's an example where, you know, maybe at a solo level, we can just look at a simple collections chart for insurance and a collections chart for uh, patient balances, and that's going to be good enough. But once we start to apply volume to that, instead of it just being like a million dollars that we're managing, it's like $40 million that we're trying to manage, then processes that worked well at like a like a small level, like a jack of all trades, they break. And so we have to reapproach those and consider how can we use software in our situation? How can we use software to really help these individuals, right? There's things they're doing every single day that we can automate. There's things that we that they're looking every day that we can get in front of them. And, um, and yeah, I, I like the direction you're going. So tell me, Elliot, how is uh, Dental Intel trying to address a lot of those needs that we're seeing with, with DSOs? Great question. Uh, first of all is visibility, right? Making everything visible that is just simply not visible to mm -hmm. you. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of practices using dental intelligence there at the office. Uh, when you start to implement that also at the DSO level, it's going to help you really understand, again, what's what's needing your attention. Mm -hmm. What are the opportunities, right? You can spend a lot of time going through each and every practice, you know, sitting with them. And at the end of the day, maybe you get through a few of them. Mm -hmm. And what if you have 15, 20 practices? You, you don't have the time mm -hmm. of the day. There's not enough time in the day to do that. And so where dental intelligence really trying to help understand what that is um, or what those needs are is, first of all, understanding what it is that the, those DSOs need. So those DSOs, they need to understand very specific things out of all that data, right? So making sure that we understand what that looks like and understand that, hey, look, um, there are things at this level that you're not going to, like you said, you're mm -hmm. not going to have to worry so much in the, in the practice as a solo. Um, what, for instance, um, where can we improve? And we can bring all kinds of things to them. Hey, look, treatment case acceptance is an issue here in, in general across the uh, across the organization. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, maybe there's an opportunity here for us to improve retention rates, right? Mm -hmm. And to get those patients back in the office. If I can see those and call out specifically those areas, I don't have to look through all the data. Mm -hmm. You know, I was recently at a conference where it was it was mentioned to where, you know, more data is worse than none sometimes. Yeah. Too much data can be a problem. Uh -huh. And there's so much to look at, especially when you're looking at the DSO, they're looking back at you and you're the, let's say you're the director of, of operations. Mm -hmm. 
that's a lot of pressure on you, right? Yeah, is, yeah. I, mean, I can focus on a lot of things and never move the needle. Mm -hmm. What are things I need to focus on? So that's first of all, what we want to make sure is we're providing that insight mm -hmm. to you. And with that, all the analytics you would need, um, all those KPIs are going to really help you understand where you can improve, mm -hmm. but also which one should I look at? Right. So that's the first thing is make it visible, which, which I'll comment on that too. Like as I'm listening to you, I'm like visualizing some alternatives, you know? So if, if I have to go pull a bunch of the reports out, aggregate them, and then I have to like sift through, that's what you're saying, right? Like that's so time consuming. Um, I don't want, if I'm scaling a DSO, I don't want to have this army of people that are spending a good chunk of their time just sifting through data. Like ideally I would want them, just like you said, to be able to get to like, what is actually going to move the needle in our favor and focus most of their time on changing behaviors and improving the, the business and working on the business as opposed to working on figuring out what we can even be improving. So I, I love that direction. Right. And I'll, I'll even add to that too, you know, with all that, having to jump into every single practice management system with having to jump into uh, each location's data, mm -hmm. even if they are the same, maybe they're different installations. It's hard to understand all that without having to go through every single one of them. We, we actually will help bring that information to you in a way that's normalized mm -hmm. that you don't have to worry about. Am I doing this by procedure date versus entry date versus something else? We can help bring and standardize that information to you. So you don't have to go looking for it. And now you can focus not on getting the information out, but looking and reviewing the and looking and reviewing that, that information. Right? Mm -hmm. So automating some of that part is, is really going to be key for those DSOs that simply don't have the time. Mm -hmm. Now we've been focusing heavily on like the analytics. Is there anything else with like communication or scheduling that uh, you know on a global level can help improve a lot of the operations that we're focused on? Certainly, yeah. So that's that's just making the information available to you now. And how do we act on it? Mm -hmm. How do we carry out those actions? And so with that, our engagement platform, for instance, our engagement pla platform allows you to implement standard forms for registration, making sure that those patients are ready before they come into practice. Mm -hmm. And when they do have to be in, when they are a walk-in or something like that, we also have that solution as well. But ultimately, again, helping you get that standard operating procedure in place to say, look, for any given patient, I have this information already at the ready so that we're not causing pain for the dental assistant that has mm -hmm. to review their medications, or we're not going to provide you know, issues for that person on the billing team where they don't have the right insurance information. That's super important. What you do early on is so important all the way through. So that engagement platform really helps you, first of all, to get the patient ready for that appointment. Mm -hmm. And readiness doesn't just come with understanding you know, who Steve is, right? That's, we have to understand who Steve is, but what about Steve? for the rest of the practice as well. Mm -hmm. So all those details are super important. We can allow you to build standard forms across all of your locations so that you're not missing in a one, in one location versus another, wasting all your time having to create duplicates of everything only to have, well, shoot, I misspelled it over here. Mm -hmm. And now I got to go fix it in that location after someone's already seen that embarrassing error, right? Yeah. Something like that. And so our engagement platform helps with that, getting the patients back in the chairs, mm -hmm. right? Um, that automation to say, hey, look, uh, I want patients to come in that are due for these treatments. You can run campaigns around those things and say, look, this is exactly what I want the system to do. It just does it. Mm -hmm. So it seeks out of those patients that have to come back in and they will come back mm -hmm. right that's it's magic it works that way um you know we we provide those solutions again to help uh the upper levels of the dso recognize the strengths of what their their people can really do and this is how they go about doing that uh with payments right so with payments mm -hmm. specifically uh we are recent uh, you know i'm gonna get into this a little bit more down down the line here but um providing the ability to take payments take that patient payment right at the time of service 
we know that if the patient leaves the practice without paying that, that patient portion, the likelihood of, of you collecting that, for that money as that patient walks out the door, it goes down, mm-hmm. goes down significantly. Uh, and so with that, being able to, to capture that, that, that payment at time of service and uh, you know, not miss that opportunity. And then also to have it convenient to where they can come back and that same, that same card is still there. You don't have to, you know, fish out your wallet and do all those things as, as I'm trying to get at the door back to, to work, mm-hmm. right? Because I came my lunch break or something. So allowing for those types of payment systems as well to be in place on top of, you know, looking at our accounts receivable, for instance, now mm-hmm. I can also now start collecting from those payments or collecting from those patients rather. And having all those things in place towards one cohesive system mm-hmm. is really what makes it so powerful, right? Oh, you don't yeah. have to worry that you don't have the, the capability in that solution. It provides everything you need. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to, I'm going to like drill, I'm going to move into the next question, but then drill a little bit harder on the payments one. So the next question I've got is what, what's new in the software for DSOs? And, and, you know, this one maybe is, is relevant for any private practice or DSO, but let's go to payments. So already, you know, in a practice, I'm just like picturing myself going through, they can already like swipe a card and collect a payment on the spot. So what is it that Dental Intel is doing to try to make it even easier for a patient to pay? Great question. Uh, we've actually got a new, a, a new solution that's just rolling out now. Uh, that solution is allowing us for you to have, again, uh, well, here, there's some strengths we have as offering it from the solution that we do. I'll go with more of the benefits of the most recent and then mm-hmm. go back into some of the benefits that we have of just having cool. that single solution. Um, more recently, though, we've got now a new a flat rate pricing. So that makes it a lot less complicated for the DSO. Mm-hmm. Now they only have to worry about- Yeah, it's from a budget forecast yeah, perspective. Budget yeah, forecast, right? Because again, you owe a lot to your executives and your board or whoever else is involved. And so with that, it's much easier to forecast what your expenses are going to be. When that CFO comes in the room and asks, hey, what's going on here in these situations? You can tell them, hey, look, yeah, these fixed costs here, they're already taken care of. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And it's no longer even an issue where you have to deal with that. Now, that, that new solution... And piggybacking off of our engagement solution specifically, now you can start to see where there's a lot of synergy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of synergy between the ability to run campaigns and also collect from your patients. Mm-hmm. And so that same strength now can be used and leveraged in that system we've already built out for the engagement platform. Um, some beyond that, just some other normal, uh, some other regular uh, benefits we bring to the table for DSOs with a, with a, a payment solution like this. You have one payment solution. Um, I've watched people as they go through and try to uh, look at their day sheets and things like that and try to compare that to their banks, mm-hmm. reconciling, right? I've got to reconcile for every single processor that I have. What if I only have one? Mm-hmm. What if I had one processor, I had one list of, of deposits <laughs> and one place to go look at all those payments? Doesn't that simplify it? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make it easier? Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about now that people are reconciling every day. And that, you know, again, um, shoot, I forgot my credentials now for that one processor. I got to go reset my password again. All those things start to come into play now. So all those things together is really going to help us with our payment solutions. Bring that into our engagement platform makes it that much more powerful here, kind of piggybacking off what we already have there for mm-hmm. the patient communications. Uh, so that's essentially where we're going with our payments uh, right now. Cool. And that, that's rolling out as we speak. Which is great. So and if, I, if I hear you right too, you're, you're mentioning the engagement solution. If I hear you right, uh, obviously we can swipe cards, but then I can also like just pay for my phone, right? So as a patient, the engagement platform allows the practice to send me a message. I can just click on it and make the payment right there. And then um, and then something that you didn't mention, I'm just going to like float it out there too, that I think is personally really cool, is the ability to keep a card on file. So as a patient, 
the practice can also just say, Hey, like you want to just pay with card ending in one zero 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 or whatever. And then uh, just go like, I don't even have to like tap or swipe a card at that point. So I agree, like the, the more efficient that becomes. And if you look across all platforms, like all companies and industries, uh, making that payment process as seamless as possible really does improve conversion. So oh, as much sure. as we can improve that in dentistry, uh, that's going to help um, get people coming back and, and having a great experience with us. Can I mention one more thing? Sure. Actually, it's, it's in terms of it's, it's in the same vein as payments, but not really. It's somewhat different. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's another extension we built in our engagement platform, which is an integration to WiseTech. Mm -hmm. So in addition to offering care, uh, uh, wow, uh, Care credit. Care credit. Thank you, Steve. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to off offering care credit, uh, we're also at offering another another way for, for patients to extend their payments that they need to as well. Yeah. So again, uh, providing that that opportunity for us to present the treatment case and then all the flexibility that comes with you know allowing the patient to uh, commit to that treatment. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the patient doesn't go through the treatment simply because, wow, that's a lot of money. I can't afford that right now. So what if in that same, that same case presentation, they have all the options laid out in front of them. Mm -hmm. They have to go to the, uh, the desk or something like that, look at different forms and do all that research on their own. You can actually apply right there for a WiseTAC uh, payment plan and it's all taken care of for you right there. Mm -hmm. So allowing for that flexibility at the time of that case presentation now allows you to also convert a lot of that treatment, uh, that treatment plan as well. Mm -hmm. So giving it that patient every opportunity now to that every, every, every opportunity to accept that, that treatment and improve their health. So that's another thing that we've done as well recently. Sweet. So I, I mean, I'm going to jump into the next one and I'll summarize. So what I heard so far, Elliot, like what exists now for DSOs that's super helpful and then where I want to go is like, hey, what's what's coming up? I want some like teasers here. But what exists now, like analytic solution that gets not just data in front of you, but actionable data in front of you. You highlighted that in a, in a great way, uh, a communications and engagement platform that includes online scheduling and communication and campaigns and consistent digital forms that write back um, all of those things. And then payments we just barely talked through are awesome things that exist right now that can dramatically help with the DSO. So so. Spend a few minutes here. What what are some things that are coming up uh, at Dental Intel that I think are, are exciting for DSOs? Like, what can we look forward to? Okay, remember when I remember when I talked about bringing that information to the DSO in a way that they needed it. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a new feature actually that's in beta right now. Sweet, and that is essentially a, an AR dashboard specific for DS specifically for DSOs, allowing you to quickly compare. Um, from location to location in an interactive way to look at that data mm -hmm. so that if I wanted to see across, okay, uh, all these 20 locations or 30 locations, um, you're looking at it by percentage to see, okay, who in over 90 needs my help more than somebody else. So a quick comparison to say, okay, this is where I'm needed right now. I know I've got these other locations here, but you know, there is a 30% over 90 situation here in this location. I'm going to focus right here. Mm -hmm. If I want to see what the opportunity is, I can quickly switch over now to a dollar amount and I can see what the dollar amount is in that over 90 bucket. So that's my opportunity now, right? Mm -hmm. If I wanted to see now what the breakdown was between, you know, what is still outstanding to insurance versus what can be collected from the patient, I can do that as well. So again, that interactive dashboard that allows for more dimensions of that same data where I don't have to go anywhere else for it now. And, you know, that's, that's what's in beta right now. Um, we are going to start focusing a lot. Which that's, that's that. way cool, by the way, yeah. to just get it all into one place. <laughs> yeah. So that, that specific, you know, DSO dashboard, that's going to be a thing for us going forward, mm -hmm. looking for other things we can bring to you and have that side-by-side -side comparisons to your different locations mm -hmm. in an interactive way. Cause we do have um, a DSO reporting platform right now 
um, that, that helps to give you a lot of really great information across those locations. This is a more interactive way now mm -hmm. on top of that to be able to look at that data and to be able to make your, your discovery and stuff like that right there. That's awesome. Uh, what anything else you want to highlight? What else is coming up? Um, because that is that is like very exciting. I'm super stoked on that. Yeah, we're all super excited for that, and a lot of the things that are coming out, I won't get into today because we're probably too far out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we certainly have a lot more in that space that we're we're planning out for, for 2023. Um, beyond that, too, if we're looking at back in our engagement solution, for instance, mm -hmm. we're looking at like I said before, we're looking at ways to automate some of those experiences on mm -hmm. top of what we already had today. So that's something else we're currently working on as well. We'll get into the details, mm -hmm. um, but uh, just expect some exciting things again this next year for just a lot of those opportunities to automate, even down into our engagement mm -hmm. uh, processes uh, to really help the operations folks get those patients in and, and take care of them. Yeah, I think, I think you highlighted that well. Like uh, coming back to the AR Clinic Compare, like we have had such a, a drive as a company to, to get data to action as quickly as possible. And, uh, and I think that's, I think that's a good hint. I wish we could share more, but I think that's good enough that that is where we're going with our global reports for DSOs. We're going to start there with the accounts receivable. And you can imagine where we're going to go as we move into other elements of reporting within the practice, trying to make sure that on a global level, we can see what's going on, but then actually get to action and review with teams in the, in the simplest, cleanest way. So I will give you some big hint. things coming. Yeah. I will give you one hint. One of my big focuses this next year is going to be for personalization. So hey, now we're talking, particular feature now we're area, talking, but just imagine that area where it's like, okay, what is important to me? That's going to be super important as we go forward with the portfolio that we're working on right now. So mm -hmm. personalization is going to be really big for this next year. And um, I can also say, too, that we're re-looking re at um, even a lot of the goals management, because I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of things we can do with the team. Um, you know, coming back from the, the conference there at Dykema this year, they talked a lot about helping your staff grow, not just in their performance, mm -hmm. but just even in their careers. Um, and it's, it's hard to get and maintain talent. If you invest into those people on your team, not just for the short term to help you collect more, you know, collect more from the patients or do more production or something like that, but you know, what about, what if I wanted to try something else and mm -hmm. have a personal stretch goal or something like that? Just, there's so many things we can get into. And so that's going to be a heavy focus as well. It's just on helping your teams grow as well. So I, I think you actually have a question about that, but <laughs> yeah. To that. yeah. So uh, the last question, we always end with the same question and that's Elliot, what does uh, growth in dentistry mean to you? Yeah. Growth in dentistry for me um, is, is not just on sing one single bottom line or any particular role. Mm -hmm. um, it's really growth at every level. So if you look at it from um, somebody working at the front desk, somebody that is trying to coordinate operations across, you know, 20 locations, uh, the patient that's sitting in your chair, right? Mm -hmm. It goes on every single level. And when we're focusing on the DSO segment specifically, we got to keep that in mind so that we're allowing for everybody to grow at every single level. And I think that's where you really get the growth. It's growth in capability for, uh, for process, for operations, it's growth in accessibility for the patient to care that they desperately need. Mm -hmm. It's it's growth in individuals' careers um, for those for those dentists mm -hmm. to really get in and do what they want to do. Right? If they want to go the business route, awesome. If they want to stay in the roles that they are now, we've got to help those DSOs so that those dentists can really focus on what they want to do and grow where they want to. So again, growth at every level is really where growth in dentistry means a lot to me. Mm, I love that. Well, this has been. Uh, growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. would like to thank Elliot Walker for joining us today. 
uh, would also like to share a big shout out to our marketing team for working and producing on these uh, week after week. Uh, I am Steve Jensen and uh, keep growing.